0: If you have plot bunnies coming out of your plot holes, it's time for a writing break. Neither rain nor snow nor sleet nor hail shall keep us from talking about the weather today. Did you know that the so-called postal carrier's motto is about 2,500 years old? It was the Greek historian Herodotus who originally said, quote, Neither snow nor rain nor heat nor gloom of night stays these courageous couriers from the swift completion of their appointed rounds, end quote. In the 1890s, the architectural firm designing the New York City General Post Office decided to add Herodotus's saying all around the outside of the building. The United States Postal Service, however, does not have a slogan, which might explain why you don't get mail on rainy days. Anyway, in this episode, we are talking about incorporating weather into your writing. The Writing Break Cafe is open, so let's grab a table and I'll fill you in on some publishing news. Are you familiar with John Grisham's 1991 thriller, The Firm? Yes, the one that was eventually made into a movie starring Tom Cruise and Gene Triplehorn. Well, The Firm has a sequel. The exchange picks up with the same heroes, Mitch and Abby McDear, 15 years later. Quote, Mitch and Abby are living in Manhattan, where Mitch is a partner at the largest law firm in the world. When a mentor in Rome asks him for a favor that will take him far from Rome, Mitch finds himself at the center of a sinister plot that has worldwide implications and once again endangers his colleagues, friends, and family. Mitch has become a master at staying one step ahead of his adversaries, but this time there is nowhere to hide. End quote. The exchange will be released by Doubleday on October 17th. Forbes advisor has taken a look at data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics and Google Search Trends and concluded that bookstores are the most recession-proof business in 2023. Quote, bookstores saw the biggest increase in the number of businesses during the latter part of the pandemic. Coupled with a moderate startup cost, bookstores also enjoyed steady wage growth during both the Great Recession and the latter part of the pandemic. End quote. Simon and Schuster is offering a new program called the Advanced Readers Club. Their goal is to offer free advanced copies of books to people not in the publishing industry. The Advanced Readers Club will be, quote, an intimate reading community organized to provide readers with early access to future bestsellers and award winning titles. Acquired, edited, and published by Simon and Schuster senior editor. Yadon Israel. End quote. You have to be in the United States to participate, and not all who apply to the club will be selected to be a member, but I bet they'd pick you. Gift number one this episode is a link to sign up for the club. Gift number two is a video of Yadon Israel discussing book deals and book proposals. This video is an hour and 24 minutes long, so it's definitely longer than a writing break. However, it's up-to-date, essential information from someone acquiring books that range from $35,000 to over $400,000. I highly recommend making the time to watch it. It is a lot of candid, insider information you do not normally get from an acquisitions editor at a Big Five publishing house. He might unintentionally convince you to self-publish. Those gif links and links to all of these stories can be found in the show notes of this episode and on writingbreak.com. Let's rest a moment on the overthinking couch to discuss my frequent quote and end quotes. Man, listen. Man, I got something to say. Man, listen. You know I got something to say. Man, listen. One listener asked why I always say quote and end quote instead of just moving forward like they do in audiobooks and letting the readers figure it out. Good question. The answer is training. I used to record textbooks for students who were blind or visually impaired, and that's how I was taught to do it. Fun fact, I would also have to describe graphs and images. The center where I volunteered lost funding some time back, but there is still a need for readers across the country, and a lot more recording can be done remotely now. There might be a center near you where you can volunteer, to record materials for people in your community who are blind or visually impaired. Just ask Google. And now, grab your stuff. We are taking a trip to an independent bookstore. And this one is perfect for rainy days. Rainy Day Books in Victoria, Australia is a well-stocked bookshop selling second-hand books. It opened in 2003 and is an important space in the community. Best of all, dogs are allowed. This store is everything a second-hand bookstore should be. Yet I have another reason for bringing you to Australia today, which is to talk about the weather. Thanks to popular media, whenever those of us in the Northern Hemisphere think about Australia... We imagine a hot, sunny place, yet it is partly cloudy in Victoria today with a high of only 23 degrees Celsius, 74 degrees Fahrenheit, and a low of 12 degrees Celsius, 54 degrees Fahrenheit. It's quite a lovely day. But how memorable would those Northern Hemisphere stories about Australia be without the heat? And how annoying is it to read a story that takes place in Australia in July, and the people are sweltering? that's their coldest month. It is important to discuss weather in your writing, and it is important to get it right. We will talk more about that in a minute, but first, let's roam around the shop and check out an independent author. The Space Between Dark and Light by Jan Krause Green is a climate change sci-fi story that definitely has weather in the book. Quote, Joe Geist is desperate. His brother Jared has vanished, and Joe, usually a role with the punches type, begins a frantic quest to uncover his missing brother's fate. One hundred years after Jared disappears, civil society is collapsing in the wake of environmental devastation. Seven-year-old George escapes when marauders invade his home. The next morning, convinced his sister has fled to safety, he sets out to find her. Set in the present and the future, these two separate stories unfold until an astonishing revelation connects them. Written from the viewpoint of multiple characters, at its heart lies the metaphysical question, can the future redeem the past? End quote. The space between dark and light is available in ebook and paperback formats. Okay, so we know this book mentions the weather, but does yours? Let's settle in for today's writing tip where we'll discuss just how important weather is in a book. Many early drafts of books that cross my desk do not mention the weather. Yet we know that weather is a powerful force in our lives and it can have a profound impact on our stories. Weather can be symbolic or ironic and it can also serve as foreshadowing, which is one of my favorite literary devices. Here are the three main ways I think weather enhances a story. 1. Weather can set the mood. A dark and stormy night creates a sense of foreboding or danger, and a long drought creates tension. You can also juxtapose the weather to what's happening in the book, which can then give us information about the character's mood. For example, a bright and sunny day can evoke feelings of happiness and hope. But if it's bright and sunny during a funeral, that might give you a chance to tell us that your protagonist is feeling out of place in the world. Two, weather can drive the plot. Weather raises the stakes in our own lives. Why wouldn't it do the same in your book? For example, a natural disaster can force characters to evacuate their homes. A snowstorm might slow down a character who is trying to escape from a pursuer, And a character who is trying to find their way in their wilderness might get lost in a fog. Three, weather can add realism. This is the main reason weather should be mentioned in your story. It makes stories feel more realistic and more complete when it is included. Of course, it's important not to end up writing purple prose. Do not overdo it. At the same time, don't make it read like a weather report unless that fits the story. Even if you're talking about a story taking place in a climate-controlled environment, that's important to mention. Clarifying that your characters never see daylight and never feel the wind helps readers get into the world that you're building. If you're not already including the weather in your writing, I encourage you to give it a try this week. Next week, we'll be figuring out if your characters have the right names. Until then, thanks for listening, and as always, you deserved this break. If you would like us to visit your favorite independent bookstore, feature your favorite independent author, even if it's you, or discuss something you're overthinking about, please email me at podcast at writingbreak.com. Thank you for making space in your mind for the muse today. Writing Break is hosted by America's Editor and produced by Alon Media with technical direction by Gus Aviles. Visit us at writingbreak.com or contact us at podcast at com.